the Galcho Podcast, episode 115. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. It is our third anniversary, and we'll bring you a little Valentine's Day recap, a little Valentine's Day special, kind of appropriate that Nick and I are celebrating our our union uh, this week. We will also discuss Juve shit in the bed in the Champions League against Porto after being beat by a mustachioed Gattuso's Napoli side in the Lega. We'll discuss Inter overtaking Milan atop the table in addition to Matteo Pessina possibly blossoming into the people's midfielder. We'll discuss how far he has come, how, how long away he's come from when we first discovered who he was in the first place when he rocked that Pornhub bag to training last year we've got only in italy we've got hero and stronzo we've got a story of running into somebody's ex we've got a recounting of my recent experiences dabbling in some herbal self-medication we've got the return of gentiletti's tony montana alter ego and we discuss how blasphemy can get you into some serious shit in italy we've got that and so much more plus a whole new segment which we will be getting to at the end of the podcast we got a little homework for you guys you're going to want to stay tuned to the end in order to be fully up to date on what's coming next week now without further ado why don't we get into a listener sit back relax and enjoy Bino, take it away night let's go Le donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito, troppo spesso si finisce che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera, è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Nick. Gentiletti, how's it going, buddy? Doing well, Sam. I'm doing well. How are you? How are you holding up? In this oh, I'm, 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 I'm just peachy, man. I'm, I'm top of the, I'm top of the world right now. Listeners, welcome to episode number one fifteen of the Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Uh, a late pod this week. We're recording this on. Thursday, the 18th of February, 2018. Uh, what, sh- should I start drinking right away? We, uh, we agreed a shot for every Milan throwback. Post it. We so see. I had to, I had to correct you before we started. I believe you had said, you'd said it was like at our own, a shot for every Milan throwback, but at our own discretion. And you, you right away, as soon as we got on the camera, dropped the, dropped the bottle on the table. So well, I, I need a drink this week. It's been it's been a garbage it. it's been a garbage week. So all years, I've done all the drinking on this podcast in recent weeks and months. So I think it's uh, it's it's your turn. I feel bad. I, I honestly felt a little bad. I, I think so. So um, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, I love my girlfriend very much. She's listening to this podcast. Um, we had a very nice weekend together. Um, <clears throat> she she doesn't understand. I think what a Milan throwback is. So she DM'd me. I don't even know what it what, what did she, what did she what did she send me? This is the one DM that we're this is the one throwback that we're drinking through this week. We actually didn't I believe see it was one that you it was one that you sent me. It was just Ronaldo. See, it was just uh, R nine in uh, in a Milan kit. Or I something. think it was it was something it was something like that. I, I'm looking I'm looking for the thing right now. I can't find it in my DMs. Basically, she she sent me she sent me a D, she sent me a DM of like just just a picture of someone playing at Milan back in the day kind of against the backdrop of someone playing at Inter back in the day. It was not it was not a throwback per se where, you know, uh, an account goes throwback to how great, you know, Milan in 2006 were were something else with like hard emoji, you know, like yeah, yeah. hard hard eye emoji. Um but I sent it to you anyway and I was like I don't know if this really counts but I don't have the heart to tell her. 
so alas, here we are. Uh, you told me I have to drink alone to this one because you're not counting it. So that's fine. I'll happily take the excuse to drink. So salute to you all. Clink. Enjoy. I need a drink this week. It's Pink Whitney down the hatchet. Enjoy. After watching uh, yesterday's Champions League performance, uh, I don't blame you. Oh, my God. We got a lot to get to. <laughs> my U.S. side have lost two bad, two bad matches this week, and one of them was to Napoli. So uh, congrats to Napoli for winning the, uh, the, Camp- the, the Campania World Cup. Uh, the Campania World Cup is, of course, you beat Juve. It's like winning a World Cup. It's, it's, basically, it's basically the equivalent of winning a Scudetto. I was just recording the Turin Giants podcast with a couple of my Bianconeri counterparts, um, a couple of, uh, couple of fellow fans with Matt, uh, Matt, Co- Matt Cocoluto and Giovanni, uh, Giovanni, whose last name I can't say. He's been on this podcast. Great guy. We were talking about how um, <clears throat> we were talking about how when Giovanni was a kid, when he was graduating high school, he went to he went to Italian high school. His principal was a Fiorentina fan, and he bet him in two thousand and two when he graduated that Juve would win the title after they when they were like way down the way down the table. I think they had a ton of ground to make up, and sure as shit, on the last day, they won, and it was when. Uh, Fat Ronaldo, Cinque Maggio, two thousand two, was famously like pictured crying after Inter, enter, after Inter blew it, and his principal had to pay him three hundred euro. Imagine that; that would never happen now. It's the most Italian thing. I, that's an only in Italy moment right there. I love his, that. His principal called. He got called down to the principal's office, and the principal pulled out his wallet and gave him three hundred euro. Um, but yeah, because of course that that's that's the narrative I'm running with this week is. Fans of other teams who don't win titles just love seeing Juve lose. So when they when they beat Juve, that's like a scudetto for them. So Sam, congrats, not, congrats not, to Napoli, Napoli fans. Napoli are the only team in the league that can win the scudetto twice in one season. That's true. That's true. They have to beat us again the second time in the replay, which is going to be uh, <laughs> like two days before Euro twenty twenty one. We've agreed. Excuse me, Euro twenty twenty. So we're still waiting on that. We still don't know when that's going to be. Uh, Napoli are also the only side that'll that'll beat Juve and lose to Granada in the Europa League on a Thursday, the following well, Thursday. Sam, I said it last week. I said Gattuso, Gattuso, or, or maybe actually, maybe I didn't say this on the podcast. I was probably texting you actually about it. Gattuso is just like when he's literally out, one foot out the door, or like gun to his head by the owner, like bye bye, like you're done. He pulls a rabbit out of his hat and he makes something happen. And it's just like, I mean, it's a very retrospective take. But as I was watching the game on Saturday and watching everything that was unfolding, I that's what I told myself. That was my realization. That's when I texted you. I was like, well, no shit he didn't lose today. It's Verbal meme. For his job. Verbal meme. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso with his mustache and the goatee, which he rocks really well. I'm, I'm upset. At how, well. I'm upset at how well he looks with, with that mustache. Actually, I follow his barber and... He actually, after after the Juve game, like two days later, he went to treat himself to a nice session at the Barbiere at some Neapolitan barber. Best best, best barbers in the world, by the way. They're, they're the, the people in that city are have a total Juve complex, of course. Um, Phil, love you. Hope you're listening. Um, but they have the best barbers on earth. I will say that. He had a very, he had a very nice haircut done. And the beard looked even, excuse me, the, the, and the mustache looked even better. It was like lined very up, sharp. sharpened up even more. The verbal meme, Gennaro Gattuso with the mustache. Uh, dressed like Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part 3 with the uh, the red cardigan. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Actually, the, the verbal meme would be him. The verbal meme would be Silvio Dante in The Sopranos imitating Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part 3, but with Gattuso's face superimposed over Silvio's little body in that giant suit in The Depot in Season 1. After Chrissy, uh, after Chrissy steals the suits and Tony tells him to go uh, to go return them because he stole them from Junior. Uh, okay, 
before we get into the rest of the action, some personal maintenance. You, you said that you had a title for the uh, our, our our little our little uh, what, what what did we call it? We called it um, we called it just sort of our little intro segment. No, so but, I, but there was a word for it. there was a word for it. You're, housekeeping. You're housekeeping. Housekeeping. Throwing me uh, under the bus here because I literally one minute ago told you that I thought of a name and I forgot about it. And no, I, I'm not telling you to. I'm not telling you to come up with a name. I'm just saying you, you said you had a name for our housekeeping I had segment it at one point. Yes, but you you and I lost it. it. In typical, in typical, uh, you and I fashion. Um, so a, a couple of things we do have to get to right off the bat. First off, it's our third anniversary. Um, it's our third anniversary. You, you, you are. This week is our third anniversary. We started this podcast. I believe it was February eighteenth, two thousand and eighteen. So it's exactly three years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if it was in fact the eighteenth of February, twenty eighteen. Either way, it was. It was this week, three years ago. So you are officially. You are the longest relationship I've ever had. Um, by, by about a month, by about a month. Um, it's been rough at times. So it, it has been rough at times. We've had our ups and downs. We've had we to take our, we've had, to, we've had to take breaks here and there. You know, sometimes when, when you get a little busy, you, you in an had, open relationship, in an open relationship, we, we, we experimented with a three wheel. We even experimented with a couple of four ways, but there was one yeah. very long term. There was very, we had, Ale, we had Alevanda Pepple as our gimp for a while as our, as our third wheel, <laughs> who was, a, who was a mainstay. And he couldn't, he couldn't, he, couldn't ha- he, he, he wasn't built for it anymore. You know, we, we had to, we had to let him roam free. We had to, we had to. We had to Let get back to an organic, to the organic, uh, the organic healthy life. You and I. Um, so yeah. So Nick, Alguri, uh, I'll drink to that. We're one of the longer Dude. standing podcasts in this space. Uh, everyone's got a fucking podcast now. You know that. I know that. Um, but I'm very proud of how we've been able to kind of just stay true to us. And uh, please enjoy this, this, uh, this, uh, this little clip of our first ever episode. Obviously, we. Uh, I think it's safe to say we've come a long way since then, and we we uh we we've, we've really evolved quite a fair bit. Oh, this is gonna That's be obvious. so cringe. This is gonna be so cringe. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Calcio Podcast. I'm Sam Adamo, and I'm Nick Gentiletti. We are. Uh... We're, uh, we we've been talking about doing this sort of thing for a little while now. Um, just kind of just kind of decided to, to 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 hit record and see what happens. So Why not? Let's uh, let's let's give it a go. Let's do it. So yeah, Nick Alguri, um, and uh, very appropriate that it is um, that our that our our anniversary is really close to Valentine's Day. Speaking of which, uh, we we both got up to some 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 fun times this weekend. I think we both uh, we both uh, we both had a little. We both had a little uh, sejour in a in a hotel with our with our significant others. Now, I live with my parents. I'm 23. I'm not ashamed of that. I live with my parents. It's the Italian way. I'm not married. I live with my parents. My girlfriend does as well. She's the same. No, age. no one said you should be ashamed. Now, I, I don't know why we, that was like your first. Instinct. We wanted a, we wanted a little we wanted we wanted a little alone time, and we had a very nice weekend in a very nice hotel in downtown Montreal. Nick lives alone. I heard I heard you had one tough night though. I heard. We can get to that if you want, but but real quick, but this is about you first. This is about you. Nick lives alone. He moved out in the summer. He's got a beautiful condo downtown Montreal. You've never seen it. I know it's beautiful. I've seen it. You're you're in it right now. I I you've given me the tour. You've got lovely closets as well. By the way, I remember that there was, like like it's. I'm talking. This this is a brand new development. Like Nick, I think the week Nick moved in, he didn't even have his closets yet, and they're no. they're so it's it's a brand new freaking condo. Okay, Nick who has total privacy in this condo 
and decides that he's going to go to a hotel two blocks down the street in old Montreal, very close to where he lives to spend Valentine's day with a significant other. You could spend your money however you want. That's fine. So can I, but I can roast, but I can roast you, but I can roast you for it. No, you're, you're a fucking, you're a fucking get a hotel room for privacy. You clown. I did not. I love how that's the first thing you have to say. Who has complete privacy? Your I'm condo not, is nicer I'm than the room. Is bigger than the room here. that I was staying in. What you- <laughs> I'm not sneaking around over here, uh, trying to kiss my girlfriend. Have some <laughs> alone time to have some privacy. That's not why I went to go get a hotel room. This is why you're. I'm gonna roast you. I'm gonna roast you. I'm gonna roast you because you said yeah, when I'm I when sorry. I said what the hell are you doing? You you, you live you live two minutes away. You you say, Nick answers me. So we're gonna resurrect we're gonna resurrect a Tony Montana Nick caricature of that 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 came to life when he was in was it Honduras last year on business yes. and you were and, having and, and just to preface having, this, I said this you were because having I microwaved. Knew. You were having I, microwave lobster rolls or something. Nick microwave says lobster rolls. I think you were having story. Every every time you say this story, it changes. I swear. But let me just preface this by saying I sent you this text because I knew you were gonna. I know you so well. I knew you were gonna read it. On he the says. Podcast. He says, "Got a sweet you peasant. Got a sweet <laughs> you peasant. This is, I'm a peasant. I didn't get a sweet. Well, yeah, yeah." I got my own plate, but I got a I got a suite. So uh, yeah, fuck off. I do what I want. Okay, no problem. So the, the character continues. Nick, Nick Montana. Nick Montana's back. <laughs> you're you're like uh, you need a you need another Godfather reference. You need like a Frank Pantangeli in your life from Godfather Part Two, to, who comes to Michael's uh, who come, who comes to Michael's son's communion and just makes us think. And he goes he goes, hey, Michael. I'm losing my balls in New York. You're drinking a, what are you drinking? Uh, champagne. Champagne. Champagne cocktails. You're drinking champagne cocktails over here in Tahoe. That's that's what you are, man. You're just ter- you're turning into a you're turning into a pezzonovante. So congratulations to that. I did have a rough night. I um I mentioned a few weeks ago over over Christmas that I that I try smoking weed. It's legal in Canada. I never did it before. I was super against it. I decided that I would give it a try because I decided that I didn't want to leave any stone unturned. I, I actually want to make, the, I actually want to graduate to psychedelics eventually. And I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn to crawl before you can learn to walk. Right. That's what I was told. Gotta crawl right? before you can ball. So I'm still, I'm still, I still consider myself an elite athlete, but I, uh, so I don't know if I'll be yeah. smoking much longer for the lot for my, you know, to, to preserve my, my, uh, my golden lungs. But I, uh, I am pretty new to the game and I did have my first very negative experience on Friday. I, I, uh, I was very paranoid when I uh, when, when I uh, when I enjoyed um, <clears throat> when I it was Friday it was Friday night I thought we would have a nice time we just relax in the room watch something crazy watch something watch watch I don't know watch, watch like an episode of SpongeBob or something of course you can't do that with your girlfriend because uh, once girls pass are, you could argue that girls actually never like SpongeBob even when they're kids so I uh, I don't know about I that. could I think most probably don't I think but I think most most dudes will probably still watch SpongeBob even into adulthood, especially if they're high. But yeah, I, I had a fuck. I was paranoid as fuck. So I don't know. You, you did say I had to report back on my experiences. Honestly, so far until that day, very positive. I listen to Rogan quite often when I do, when I have gotten high a couple of times and it's great. A few weeks ago, I heard him talking about scientific truth with Farah Sahabi, who's actually a local guy, a Lebanese guy who's a trainer in, in MMA. He trains George St. Pierre. And it sounded like they were singing back and forth. Like one was singing and the other one was singing in response. It was super pleasant. And uh, that's what I thought. That's what I come to expect. And I, yeah, it was a bit of a rough night, but 
So I, I guess you, I guess you had a more enjoyable weekend than I did in your in your in your lovely sweet eating uh, champagne, eating lobster and chicken champagne it cocktails. Like it. it sounds like it, but you know what, Sam, you provide the entertainment for us all. So all right, there pain we go. Is our joy. And before before we do get into the culture, I have one last quick story. This is this is fucking hilarious. I want your opinion on this. Did I fuck up? Because the the day after it was this was actually on Valentine's Day. Um, I went to a little cafe uh, that I like going to with my girlfriend. Okay, we. We picked up some pizza and I ran into a friend's ex. We'll leave the friend. We won't name the friend. Okay. Okay. But I made the mistake of, so first of all, we all have masks. Masks are compulsory where we are. Most people wear them anyway, but uh, most people were wearing them anyway before they were compulsory. But in the province where we are, masks are mandatory. So I often don't recognize people when I come across them. An old, a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine's girlfriend, who I knew pretty well, okay, his, his ex-girlfriend, is in the cafe with me. I don't recognize her. She's paying for pizza. And eventually she turns to me and goes, my girlfriend actually notices her like looking at me a lot. And she thinks, fuck, she thinks Sam is hot. She's, chucking, she's fucking checking him out. She's I guess it, worried, huh? Well, so it turns out she actually recognized me. Um, and she goes, Sam. And I go, first of all, first thing I said was, I said, do I know you? Um, so right <laughs> off the bat, a little bit awkward. And then she goes, it's me, so-and-so. And I said, oh, geez, I'm sorry. She had never met my girlfriend. I go, Paula. This is uh, Paula's my girlfriend. I go, Paula, this is uh, so and so, so and so's ex. I introduced her as so and so's ex. I and I, it only occurred to me after that's, only, that's why it's kind of awkward, I, re- I reduced her to so and so's ex. How fucking cruel, how hard this, and it just got super awkward. And I was like, geez, she, she's like really uncomfortable. I don't know if she's, so I don't know if she's like shy seeing me. She's not, she's usually pretty, like, she's pretty open. She's pretty open. She's not super shy. I could have said, I know she's a friend from school, which she is. Nope. So I said, oh, yeah, Paula, this is uh, – she used to date so-and-so, my good, my good buddy. That's super awkward. Uh, so, did, so, so did I fuck up? Or uh, Yeah, I think so, buddy. I think so. I mean, it's just like <laughs> I, I, I would have to think if you're on the other side of that conversation. It's like you said. It's, you said you, you narrowed her – not – what did you say? You narrowed her down or – I put her in a box. I reduced her, her to – That's what I reduced her to. the ex, not the Terrible. person that I – can, ima- can you imagine if she was there with, like, her mother or something? Or, like, her boy – she actually has a new boyfriend who – and she was alone there. But can you imagine she had been with the boyfriend? Oh, yeah. This is so-and-so. Used to date uh, – used to date my friend. Mm. Anyway, thought thought that was funny. I thought you that's, wanted that's to unreal. That. I, it, it does not shock me that that happened to you. I'm not gonna lie. I am not. I don't know. I just I, unreal yeah, story. I, I'm just I'm just like a fucking grandfather unreal. who puts his foot in his mouth and uh and, and yeah just. Did you feel the awkwardness? Like like I didn't even occur to me till after the fact. And I was like, shit, okay, she really okay. tightened. I was like, shit, she really got. She was a little. She was a little okay. like. She seemed a little uncomfortable, but um. Yeah, I don't know. That, that that makes it even better to be honest. That you that you had no clue. It took me a day. The fact. <laughs> so there, there we go. Let's let's talk some football. Okay, so so yeah, Sam, I want to start. I want to start off here. I want to move into some. Uh, I want to move into statue talk. Okay, this is this is very coincidental. Okay, okay? for the so, second week running. This is where this is where I, I want to start off. So, uh, we started off the show by by seeing, or at least I saw by by hearing Sam uh, drink. Uh, Drink some shots because uh, because a a fake Milan throwback happened and and b partially for for Juve's uh, Juve's poor performance yesterday in the Champions League uh, losing two one to Porto. Um, La Gazzetta dello Sport wrote that Chiesa quote deserves a statue unquote for scoring a goal that keeps Juventus's Champions League dreams alive. 
And I think we had a fairly lengthy discussion last week about statues and what merits a statue and what doesn't and how serious it is. And I really think that an article like this ruins the integrity of the conversation that we had last week and the integrity of what it means to give someone a statue. It's a good look for you. It makes you look a lot better for wanting to give Zlatan a statue because he actually... Thank you. Like, well, I mean, compa- but compa- comparatively, I, I, I guess. Um, I'll take it. You know what? That's obviously, that's obviously absurd. But I, I, I do love Federico Chiesa. I've been very surprised with how well he's adapted, honestly. I don't know what I expected. I was yeah, expecting like another Bernardeschi situation because it was, just the easy, it was just the lowest hanging fruit take of all time. It was so easy. They were the same age when they came. They are from the same club. They played the same position, whatever. But... He's he's been he's been really he's been really impressive, man. He's 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 had balls in moments that I, I think have really required it, and I think he's probably got a future at the club. Which, honest to God, I can't. Well, say I mean, I would hope so after yeah, but, the deal. Of course, but I don't know that I necessarily expected that. It's a great no, finish to keep us alive. I mean, you were very you were very you were actually very pessimistic about it, and I think a lot of people were, including myself. I I I was like, wow, this is a lot of money for for. Uh, for Chiesa but but yeah I agree with you I mean I think he, the performances that he's put in uh in the in the Juve shirt I mean I definitely definitely commands some some form of respect um he had so many doubters I think really when he when he first made the transfer over and I I I Chiesa to me is he's so annoying because of how much he dives and I think it's like widely accepted for Serie A fans who've watched him like for you know the greater part of the last like three years or four years however long it's been three maybe you know yeah he's, he's three years yeah he's a serial diver he really is it's, he, it's but like, he, the way he plays also puts him in positions to get clipped off and so he does also draw a lot of fouls. he does he does so, I mean, yeah, so he gets away he with it sometimes yeah but he is a serial diver it's a little bit annoying that's besides the point he he's he's played very well and Sam I would also like to to mention in this article, and this is also another thing I love about about Italy and how uh, how arrogant I guess some journalists may think they are in terms of how well they know tactics and and evaluating players and stuff. So like the the, the like Azetta said he deserves a statue, and then went on to rate him seven on ten in the game as the as the best player for Juve. A seven on ten deserves a statue, and it's just it, in Italy. I feel like a guy, we, we can maybe go back and look at some past match days or not, but a player would need like a hat trick, if not more, to get over like a seven on 10, like to get an eight, but get an eight on 10 with a really? hat trick. Because getting a 10 is never possible. Getting a nine is almost impossible. It's so theoretically like impossible. I remember that. when, when, yeah, they're very strict on the readings. Like it's just something that I find hilarious. France is like that too. I remember L'Equipe ranked. I think L'Equipe rated Dusan Tadic like a ten on ten after Ajax had a had a sublime performance against. Was it Real Madrid a couple years ago when they knocked them out of the Champions League? Um, yeah, at the Bernabeu. Yeah. So here's what I want to see because you're right. Writer, football writers in Italy are the most. Some might say they're pretentious. Others will say they're the most tactically aware. Uh, yeah, more, more than the planet, more than the managers in the league. They're more, they're more tactically aware. Honestly, the they're more they're more tactically team. aware than like probably Big Sam or than like a lot of like English managers who just <laughs> who are basically the equivalent of uh, they're the equivalent of here's a hockey reference for people who for people who are a part who are on who are in the northern hemisphere who who understand who understand or follow hockey at least to a certain degree. 
English managers are kind of the equivalent of like hockey coaches or hockey analysts saying, got to get pucks on net, got to get pucks <laughs> deep, you know, got to finish our checks. They love using platitudes. They're rah-rah. They're rah-rah. That's like the and motivational. Motivational. Unfair. It might be a little bit unfair to put every single English manager in that box, but but like if we if we're to speak in generalities, like they're yeah, like they're it's very. It's why like, Italian oh, managers keep getting jobs there. I think too is because there's that foreign like pizzazz. You know, you know what I mean? Did exoticism. See, yeah, exoticism is a great word. Did you see all or nothing Tottenham? You know, like Harry Harry Kane's team talks were basically and i know he's not the manager but harry kane's team talks are basically like my team talks with our sunday league or like team talks that i have that 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 my captain gives with my club team he's like he's, he's like he's like right lads we're gonna go out there we're gonna fucking do it yeah we're gonna fucking we're gonna let them know we're there yeah like he's not saying anything he's just motivating them he's just he's just he's just saying let's go it's like a pre-game talk like not pre-game like pre-match i mean like a pre-game like when you're drinking like before you go out clubbing like that kind of pre-game um yeah, so so I don't I don't know, but um, I I would like to begin lobbying for uh, Dave Portnoy like ratings. Uh, I want a more. I don't want any more rookie scores uh, from journalists in Italy in La Gazzetta dello Sport or in any such sport papers. I want ratings to be very specific. I want I want a seven point eight, Frankie. I want I want very specific scores now. If they're gonna talk the talk, they gotta walk the walk, and they've gotta show that they fucking mean business. You can't be giving six on tens. You got to give a 6.3. Well, yeah, but I mean like the, the stat, the like stat websites and stuff do that. But, but this is, this is classic, Sam. This is tradition. Yeah. This is giving single digits and writing in an article that a man deserves a statue for scoring a single goal in a round of 16 champions league match. And then, and then rating him seven on 10. It's a low bar, but uh, let's talk about this game a little bit more in depth. Uh, Atalanta is playing against Real Madrid next week, something I never thought I would say. Um, And Lazio is playing against Bayern Munich next week. We'll obviously discuss those games a little bit more at length. I think we'll probably do a midweek pod next week to be able to, if it works on our schedules, we'll probably look to look back on those games. Obviously, Juve are the only Champions League team to play, uh, or the only Serie A team to play in the Champions League this week. So in addition to kind of chatting a little bit of Serie A later in this pod, we will really quickly brush over this game but i will say but real quick before we do get into juve uh versus porto uh, quick prediction next week uh, how bad do bayern smoke lazio because they're gonna fuck they're gonna fucking smoke them right watch watch porto 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 sorry i gotta pronounce it properly watch porto beat juve two to one only for fucking lazio to go snag a result against one of the best teams any of us has ever seen well, yeah, Sam. I mean, I, everyone would have predicted that Juve would have probably blown Porto out of the water with the with Juve's form in the league and and how well they've been playing in, in recent days. Uh, so who who fucking knows, man? Like, yeah, you would think that Bayern Munich is a much powerful, much more powerful team than than Lazio. But if if the Champions League's the Champions League, man, and if 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 watching Juve versus Porto yesterday. I mean, that's just one indication on the 1,000 indications that we've seen in the Champions League where it's a game in a vacuum and anyone could really win. Uh, but I don't know, man. You you would think, but Lazio, Lazio, have, Lazio have random results sometimes. You never know. They've lacked consistency in, in Serie A this year against big teams. They lost 3-1 to one to Inter at the weekend, which is a very big win for Inter because it, it took them it took them atop the table. Um I'll go to them. Big what do we Lukaku, think about that, that, that game. penalty? Uh, that penalty that was given to uh, 
to Inter on that Wesley. I, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Ho, ho it. Ho, yeah, ho, ho, that's ho, that's, ho it, that's, about, that's about as good as I could do. Um, um, I think the game's gone when you when when the when the game goes down. I think that's one of you know like the game's gone tweet or the game's gone meme that that people will say when when VAR makes like uh, an offside call when the guy's offside by his toenail. You know, like I think this is actually a, a game's gone call because in real time it looked like a such a cl- like clean like I know the ball didn't like leave Lautaro's vicinity like cleanly like it didn't go flying away like a perfectly clean tackle but Wesley Hoded 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 whatever I think it's Wesley Hoard Hoard. Um, you know, looked like he honestly really cleanly got the ball, and then we're 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 looking at still frames about did he graze Lautaro's knee by a millimeter, a, a millisecond before getting the ball? You know, it's just it's really tough to watch. I, I've got to say though, you're not gonna like you're not gonna like me you're not gonna like me admitting this, but I, I kind of missed the controversy before VAR of like these contentious calls that could go either way. And then the referee would make the executive decision. I fucking miss that shit. I really do. I know it's better now because we have objectivity and we can look at shit up close. I miss the way it was. Yeah, but Sam, you know what that's transitioned to? That that controversy, like, oh, like, you know, if, if we had video review, this would have been overturned. That controversy has now transformed into the, oh, you know, VAR, it's ruining the game. Like, it's just, or that's, that I can't believe VAR wasn't emphasis yeah. has turned into that. It's the rage metam- is differently. Yeah, it's, it's sort the of verb? It's directed. Metamorph- metamorphosized. The metamorph. What's the, what's the verb? Three-year anniversary. I think. I think. Um, a couple of minutes into our first episode. I think a couple of minutes into our first episode. I. 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 I said something. What did I say? I said uh, we're of Italian parentage, and that was actually correct. But we weren't sure if it was, and you kind of cast <laughs> out over it. I love how three years in, we're still just kind of like, just throwing words at the wall and seeing if it sticks, uh, and just kind of like loosely accepting them. I'm not gonna correct you on that. Sure. Uh, yeah, our, our 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 anger has been metamorphosized, if that is a word, into 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 critiquing VAR now for sure. I'll die on the hill that the offside rule is is totally broken. But look, look what's my take on that? It was it's 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 probably it's probably the correct call, but it's it's a really tough one. And if I was a Lazio fan, I'd want to probably and I can see and my team conceded that penalty and subsequently the goal in the first twenty minutes of the game against the Inter. I'd probably I'd probably have sank into my chair. Yeah. Um, look, so Inter are atop the table. They're currently, uh, they're currently eight points up on Juve, who have a game in hand, bro. They have a game in hand, so uh, you know anything can happen, bro. Um, of course, Napoli beat Juve on a, at the weekend and have a game in hand as well. Which, in theory, if they beat Juve for the second time this season and win the second their second Scudetto of the year, they'll be within seven points of Inter. So, uh, still a lot of still a lot of ground to make up there, but um, theoretically, I guess, still within striking distance. Although I don't think Napoli have it in them to be consistent enough. I think they lose too many games. We've got Milan, who are now one point back on Inter. Uh, we'll get to Milan in a little bit. And Roma are now seven points back on Inter as well. Uh, Roma won at the weekend <clears throat> against Udinese. Uh, we were talking about Inter and we were talking about the Juve game. There's a very low-hanging, there's a very low-hanging take that we need to kind of address. Okay. That's how much Musa Marega reminds me of Big Rom Lukaku. Do you not agree with that? Is it too easy? They're both tall. They're both apparently they're both so they're both from they're both born in Europe to African parents. I think Marega 
plays for Mali, but his one parent is from is from the Congo, which is where Lukaku's from. They have very similar hairstyles, which is to say what, very what little hair. Like they're up there. The beard, very similar skin tone. They're, this, they're, they're equally dark, even though we don't see color. We don't see color, bro. But they're the same build. They they're run beat. the same. Yeah, is Marega the poor man's Lukaku? And they both score against Juve, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I, I what you're referring to is actually the the trolls that Milan fans were tweeting about, where they're saying <laughs> that was so good. They were saying uh, like Marega is clear of Lukaku with the you know with the with the greater than sign. Those yes, <laughs> yes. But tell me something I don't know. Memes, I fucking love those when they're so blatant. My favorite thing about those kind of jokes and memes are when they're like so blatantly a joke and people still fall. It's for the it. best. It's the best. People just bite, people bite all the time. Those Twitter reply guys. Um, so look, look, changing changing gears here. Yeah, Chiesa's goal in that Juve game was fucking huge. It was a great finish. It got us out of way goal. We're still technically in it, but this is four years in a row now that we lose the first leg of the round of 16. We lost to Tottenham four years ago. We lost to Atleti. Excuse me. We lost to Tottenham three years ago. We lost to Atleti two years ago. Came back and won both those ties. Lost to Lyon last year, and we uh, dug ourselves too deep a hole that we couldn't get out of, and... I remember there were a couple of decisions in that game that kind of could have gone either way. And the fact that I even remember that is problematic because it means that we uh, did not leave uh, our destiny in our own hands. And I think the same thing can be said about the game the other day. There was a very clear penalty at the end that I think should have been called on us when Ronaldo was clipped in the box. And I don't want to be here complaining about not getting penalties because we should be playing so well that it shouldn't even matter. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so four years in a row now, I think that's fucking problematic. But dude... Um, has to be said, a lot of injuries in this game. A lot of absences for us. Apparently, Morata was coming off the flu. Arthur is injured. Um, Dybala is not fully fit. Hasn't been all year. It's been terrible. Um, but my God, that first, like in the, the first minute of the game, in the first minute of the second half, we gave up goals. I mean, I know you're going to want to talk about Bentancourt because it's super, it's super, it's super, uh, you know, it's, it's super kind of overarching a point here. It's obviously kind of the, the elephant in the room is that he's had a terrible year so far. Oh my, and yeah. he, But I can tell you this as you have a fan who's been watching him for a number of months now. He's trying to overcompensate too much, especially when he plays with Rabiot. And you agreed watching this one game, and I know you've seen you wait a little bit this year, but you watched, you were watching this game, right? You watched back, uh, you watched the match back and you were like, yeah. you were texting me like, what the fuck is up with Rabiot? How is he, excuse me, what the fuck is up with Rabiot and Bentancourt? What's up with Rabiot? What's up with Bentancourt? How is he still playing? And I mean, the answer is we don't have enough depth, but to be honest with you, he's had a really poor year overall. This was not like, this was not like an isolated incident. He's trying to do too much. And, I also think it wouldn't have happened if Bonucci was playing. He's another guy that was out injured in the game. Um, but Bentancourt got eviscerated in La Gazzetta. I saw on, on Twitter. Like, well, he, he was totally responsible for the first goal. I mean, go back and watch the. Oh well, yeah, terrible first, back pass. Yeah, terrible back pass. Which which you shouldn't be you shouldn't be making those kinds of back pass anyway. Too cute. It's it leads to goals more often. It, it, it leads to a couple of errors a year. Honestly, usually, and it's and it's and it's. There's actually a Twitter account called "When Playing Out the Back Goes Wrong." It's just incredible. Yeah. It's a gl glorious, like it. It kind of it kind of ties into what we were saying before about how you got those like managers in England that will manage lower tier sides and that'll have like basically there's like a revolving door of gaffers who will always come in and save teams from relegation. They're super, they're oh. super like they're super uh, they're super simple in their methods and they're just like oil, oil oil lads. We're gonna be disciplined. We're gonna hoof it long. 
and we're gonna clear the ball out the fucking back, you know. Just I don't know, I don't know why. Whenever I imitate, whenever I imitate, whenever I imitate a traditional, a traditionalist in English football, I I put on a sort uh, like like a sort of Geordie accent. But it's it, there, there's something kind of beautiful about playing a four four two and just hoofing it out the back, clear it out, get it out, and everyone moves in sync. Like the back line keeps a straight line in sync. They're playing no, like an upside trap. trap. Yeah, like. Yeah, step, step, yeah. <laughs> no bounce, no bounce. Don't let it bounce on the on the uh, on the clearances. Um, kind of like how Verona plays. But you know, football. but you know, sometimes you wonder if a case could be made for that sort of shit. Like when when you see Rodrigo Bentancur, who costs an arm and a leg, who costs more than most championship sides whole rosters probably put together, like giving a stupid back pass to Wojtek Szczesny to lead to a goal in a super important game. You just think, why? Why is this a thing that exists sometimes? Pep Guardiola will tell you that when you play out the back and keep possession, yeah, you'll fuck up sometimes and it'll look bad and it'll stand out in your mind. But statistically, you'll create more chances from it. But we had like 65% possession in this game and Porto just, you know, if you have a team that, that eats up the pressure, then you're screwed, man. Well, so- not only that, if your possession's not meaningful and you're not making... Yeah. Uh- you know, like uh, you're not making runs, behind, run, runs in behind, and and you know connecting on those kinds of passes, and just finishing your chances too. I have to say, Ronaldo looked awful. And this this isn't Juve podcast over here. All we've done is spoken about Juve as usual. So we'll move on quick before we run out of time. But Ronaldo looked awful in this game. He looked yeah. fucking awful. And just wanted to, just want to pay a little bit of respect to to Messi who had his contract leaked recently and not not bad vibes basically for him. But I I, I retweeted this on Twitter where. Whenever Messi has a stinker and his team loses in the Champions League, you know, it doesn't show up. The team doesn't show up. He gets eviscerated. By who? It never happens. By, 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 is it by, yeah. Ronaldo, by Ronaldo FC on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about internet trolls. Who cares? Yeah, but it's, that, but they're prominent. The internet, internet people are prominent. That's where half of. I think it's mutual you know, though. I think, I think you have Messi FC too that goes after Ronaldo. Probably a little bit less. I feel like Ronaldo FC is a little bit more. There's a little bit more of a cult of following for Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's all. But yeah, I don't. Who gives a shit, bro? Honestly, who gives a shit? Uh, it's, it's. It's it's what it is. It's been around. It's been around for ten years now that we've been seeing this shit. You didn't have a great game. You're correct. Um, we'll see. You know. You know. He also didn't have a great game against Atletico. I did it a couple years ago and scored a hat trick in the return leg. We'll see what happens. We're still in it, but yeah, we'll it's really, see. really really frustrating. And every single game this year has been every single game that Juve have been frustratingly poor. I think um, has been. I think can be defined by um, lack of meaningful possession. I think that's kind of a common thread. So look, um, we'll see. If you're a Juve fan and you want to get more of a Juve fix, Turin Giants podcast is dropping later this evening, I believe. So you can listen. Okay. To that. I want to change gears here. Yeah, um, I want to. Get, I want to get. A, I want to get a few more. If I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm going to be honest with you, and I think you you would agree with me, I don't think the the past weekend fixtures in the Serie. I think we've touched on on everything that was exciting and important. Uh, we we spoke about uh, Inter. We uh, we we spoke about Juve uh, Napoli. I don't think there's much else to talk about there. I have. I have a few quick fire things that I want to talk about, actually, and I, I just want to bounce them off you. So one of these things that I saw that I really liked, which you don't typ- you don't I find typically see uh, much in, in, in football because it's a oh, un- it's an unwritten rule. Um, wanting to do well against your former team. Uh, Spezia has Kevin Agudelo, who, who's who's he's, he's, a, he's a cute little player. He, he's been he's been he's been nice for Spezia this year, uh, formerly of Fiorentina, which I didn't know. 
um, came out and explicitly said, I want to score against Fiorentina. So I want to, I want to play. I want to win. I want to score against Fiorentina. And I fucking love that, man. I don't know why we don't see enough of this. I've said this on this podcast before that what something I love about sports is, is, is the drama to it and the stuff that could be taken off the field. Like, you know, like that Lukaku Ibra incident on, on, on the field. And now that we have the Derby coming up on the weekend, I'm like, I love the, the Milan Derby for obvious reasons, but I think even just for the neutral, you know, knowing that, Lukaku v Ibra less than a month you know removed from that whole voodoo shit donkey fuck your mother incident it, round two is happening this weekend you know and so I love that kind of like drama stuff and I love that this guy is fully admitting he's like I want to fucking take Rocky B's head stick it down the toilet and score on him for anyone who doesn't anyone who says they don't want to score against their former team is in almost all cases lying, unless you're Frank Lampard playing for Man City and he scored against Chelsea that one. Yeah, I, I definitely you to think cry on the field by case basis. It's very if, rare. Like, if like, you're a long-standing member, Claudio Marquisio doesn't want to score against you if he's yeah, playing with Zenit. Exactly. He doesn't even want to play in the game. He'd, ra- he'd rather he'd rather call in sick. You know what I mean? But most of the time, you got sold. You don't. You're you're a little bit bitter. It's human nature. You want to prove people wrong, of course. Yeah. There, there's definitely there's 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 definitely a, a numerical threshold in terms of games where. If you don't reach it, I think it's okay if you want to fully admit that you want to, you know. If you if, if Kevin Agudelo had one appearance for for Fiorentina and then scored and then put his hands up like uh, like he's a long-standing servant of the club, I almost think it's a little bit it's a little bit insulting up. sometimes. <laughs> like, like like can you imagine if you had a guy that never played it that never played a single minute for your club score against you and hold his hands up in respect, like. And he, like he wasn't even formed at the club, whatever. He he came like he came in passing as a twenty five. You know what I mean? It's a little bit belittling, isn't it? It's a, it's fucking Maybe. insulting. I didn't think I never I never saw it that way. Can you imagine? Was... Can you imagine if Matias Destro scored a goal against me, which actually happened this year? He scored a goal against Milan. You know, I know he celebrated like mad, and I know that hurts because it's fucking Matias Destro scoring a goal against you, and he doesn't score very often until this year. Apparently, when he he's everyone's claiming he's a new Totoskilachi, but you'd have probably lost your mind if he just held his hands up and said, oh, "Hands up." I actually think I would have been angrier. As as angry as I am your when I see him celebrate, I think I would have been even more pissed that he didn't celebrate as I expected him to when he started holding up his hands. You're not wrong about that. And can you imagine a guy like Alexander Kolarov who uh, was at Roma for a little while? Can you imagine if he scored a goal against Lazio, who he used to play for, holding his hands up, saying, I'm not going to celebrate? That would actually piss off both fans even more. Because then the Roma fans uh, would be like, "What the know. hell? I don't what know the hell? That. Do you respect the Lazio? No, but you, you, that's that. That's, I don't know about that one. That one, that one, I'm not sure if I agree with you wholeheartedly. But okay, so that was one thing I wanted to bring up. The next one is I wanted to bring up this uh, this little piece I saw in Buffon, and I I don't understand what this means, and I don't I don't understand what it's referring to. Maybe you can enlighten me. Mm-hmm. So I read an article: Buffon's fined five thousand euro for blasphemy. That's the. Happy, that's, I'm happy you brought this up. So, so you I could have brought this up. I almost brought this up last week, and we kind of were running a little long on time, and I decided to cut it short. I'm very so happy. Quickly, you so up. quickly, I just want to. I just want to summarize. So, so this this relates to a game that was played in December 19th. Uh, Buffon apparently said something blasphemous uh, per the article. Uh, there was an investigation open. Uh, I love how you need to open an investigation, but you just have to listen back and very clearly. No, no, it says an investigation was open. Then the article goes on to say blasphemy is the worst type of swearing in the Italian language. And I'm very confused right now. 
Okay, so first of all, I'm confused that they needed an investigation because there's no fans in the stadium and you could hear him swear. You could see, you could read his lips. There's no, there's no two ways about it. It's black and white. You look and you see him swearing. Or you, you listen to the game at a certain moment in time and you could very clearly hear him swearing. So this is the thing that Buffon does. They actually, the Autogol, uh, who are these like satirists, uh, skip makers on YouTube and other social media, they're fucking hilarious in Italian. They created this caricature of Buffon um, where they say that he does, okay, I don't know. This is really hard to translate into English, but basically like Madonna is the Virgin Mary in Italian. And they'll say, Buffon e qualcuno che smadonna, smadonna tantissimo. He's, it's like kind of a, I don't know, it's just it's this weird way of saying he swears, but like he takes the Lord's name in vain. And I think they made a joke once about Bernardeschi being like super religious and Buffon saying, porca di quella, like when finding out that Bernardeschi is religious and he took number 33 because it's a sacred number in the Bible or some shit after he signed, whatever. It's a thing Buffon does. He swears. In Italian, when you swear, you won't say fucking shit. You'll say, you'll say, Porco Dio, which is like word for word, pig God. Yeah, exactly. Pork God. Exactly. But it's seen as super, it's seen as super uh, like against Italian customs. The old, you know, the, so that's, the that's old suits it. don't like it. So yeah, okay. I, I just, I, I'd like to propose. Yeah. So I'd like to propose. This is actually, this is actually, I think it was Farhad, who's also been on this podcast from Turin Giants, who said in our group chat, he said, we need to keep Calcio and church separate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that hilarious. We need the separation need of church and culture. We need, we need the reform. reform. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? I'll, that's 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 an only in Italy moment right there. I, I had I had a feeling that it, it that blasphemy. I was like blasphemy. The only blasphemy is 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 hand in hand with like religion and religious terms. So I, I knew it had to be something like that. But I was uh, I was very confused with that uh, article. I'd- we're, we're rolling here. Uh, uh, Stronzo and Hero of the Week. Let's give a couple. Yeah, so I didn't say Stronzo earlier on, but I wanted to give it to uh, to La Gazzetta for for ab- absolutely undermining our, uh, our our conversation of last week of what it means to deserve a statue. I was very disappointed when I uh, when I read that, and uh, I need to give my Stronzo to uh, La Gazzetta for that article. Okay. Uh, do you have a hero? Um, my hero, I do. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My hero is. I... Mine, okay. is mine is three prongs, so I'm 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 locked and loaded here. Okay, very very quickly, very quickly here. Uh, it, this is a weird one because the quote is old, but it resurfaced this uh this this week. So Radek Krunic got deployed as a number ten uh today against uh against Red Star Belgrade. And uh, the this quote, which I completely missed when he originally got signed, was circulating because of the fact that he was starting as a number 10, was Rade Krunic for uh, direct quote saying, I'm similar to Kevin De Bruyne in his uh, opening press conference with Milan. And uh, I want to give him my hero of the week for having self-confidence, bro. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um I totally missed that one. That's a bit of a wacko one because I don't know that anyone on earth plays like the Bruyne, but, but uh, I'll, I'll, he's, got, I'll, he's got the self-confidence. You need it. I'll allow it. Um, okay. My hero of the week is three pronged. First off, I'm going to give it to Diego Falcinelli for still existing and playing football and for playing today against, uh, against Milan yeah, for, Red Star, for, for Red Star Belgrade. You, you, you wouldn't this, have known that if I didn't tell you. I wouldn't have known that because the Europa League is off my map. Is off my map. Sorry. I'm a big, I, I big time that competition. Also, Filippo Falco. 
How unreal. How unreal that both of these guys are playing for Red Star. So Falco actually didn't start today in the Europa League. He, he came, came off the bench. But uh, yeah, former Lecce player. Diego Falcinelli. I mean, one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> he actually looks a lot like Adriano Di Nardo of Calcio Guys, whose pod you were on recently. Like, it's uncanny. If they're listening to this pod, maybe, maybe you'll have to pull it up or something. Go check him out. Um, but... Yeah, shout out to him for even existing. The guy was at Crotone for a while, and somehow he's managed to, to make his way into European competition. It's a lot like, of goals for Red Star. He does, and it feels like the move you do. If you're kind of struggling in Italy, you go to like a really top side in Eastern Europe. You go to like maybe one of the best teams in Hungary or the best teams in Greece. I think that's what Makeda did. He's at Panathinaikos now, so good, uh, good for him. Um, I will also give a shout out to uh, the, the match day... I guess, I guess the game day operations guys uh, at the Serie A, uh, as Cagliari played against Atalanta. Cagliari were at home, Atalanta were away. So the way that it works on the score, right, when you see the score box, uh, the box score on your screen is the home team goes first, the second team goes second. Of course, the abbreviation of Cagliari is C-A-G. The abbreviation of Atalanta is, A-D, is A-T-A, and you put it together, it spells Cagata, which means... <laughs> Which means, let's which means uh, shit in, in in Italian. They were so aware of this. I I guess they must it must have happened before because in theory it has to happen every year that they play each other right. uh, in Cagliari. So they actually just abbreviated it to C A and A T. So um, oh yeah, I missed yeah that. yeah. So hero for being super self aware. But Stronzo, they're actually also my Stronzo of the week at the same time for ruining us of that unreal photo op, which I didn't even know existed until recently. Um. Okay, I said I said my hero is fucking three. Pro- oh, yeah. Uh, third one is uh, Vincenzo Italiano, man. He's going to be a mainstay until he proves me wrong. Beating Milan at the weekend. Uh, keeping Juve's title hopes that much more alive. Uh, I can't believe we didn't talk about that at all. But that, that, was a, that was a bad loss for you guys. And you know what? Good for Spezia. Good for Spezia for, yep. for continuing to impress and punch above their weight. I've really been impressed with how they've done this year. Um, I have a last point, though. This is a real stronzo here before we kind of wrap. Dude, um, well, first off, I, I think it's time. We were talking about Federico Chiesa before and how he's, uh, you know, how I didn't expect much of him. And the big reason why that is because he uh, got, he gets overhyped a lot or got overhyped a lot because he was young and Italian. Well, another such player who I think it's time we start hyping up is Matteo Pessina. He scored two goals against Napoli in the Coppa Italia last yeah. week to knock them out of the, cha- uh, uh, knock them out of the, uh, out of the, out of the, Ita- out of the Italian cup champion championship. Out of, the, out of the Copa, I don't know why I just called it that. Out of the Copa Italia to, to make the final. Uh, so, unreal. He's had a fucking fantastic year. Now, he's born in 97. He's 23. I think you could still consider him young. People are already starting. To, I'm, I'm seeing it already. People are saying, oh, he, he could be the next big thing. He could be it. He could have the it factor. So, uh, yeah, Stones of the Week to those people because because uh, we, can't, we, we have to stop making that fucking mistake, man. Because yep, what happened? I, I completely agree with you. You were complaining I to me. Disagree. You were complaining to me today about how you think Alessio Romagnoli is super overrated. Well, I didn't say super overrated. I said he's overrated. I think. Oh, no, okay. I'm, 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 I'm coming to. Uh, I'm coming to. Uh, I think my senses and and uh, well, I, 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 yeah, I think you can I make the case though that he's, he's a person. But can, you can make the case that that's a thing. That's a thing that is because. He's young and Italian, and because he moved to Milan, and people started hyping him up and shit. You know, uh, that's it. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that he's just because you sign a guy when he's 20, 21 years old on Football Manager, and he kills it for you. It doesn't fucking mean that he's a world beater necessarily. There's a there's a big gap. There are different levels to this shit. That's one thing that I think people don't tend to remember. Um, 
but yeah, I'm really happy that Matteo Pessina is still is playing well because remember when we made fun of him for that? Not made fun of him. Remember when we laughed? Pornhub bag. Pornhub thing. Yeah, he like for honestly because I never really heard of him before that. Not I. I heard of I've heard of him very a little bit, but I never really saw him play much. And from that moment on, I really thought he was gonna, he was just going to be referred to as Pornhub guy. I thought we would know him as Pornhub guy because I, that I feels like. Because and we still are we still are referring to him as that, but because we we're we're refusing to let that die. But he's playing really well now. He's playing himself into uh, our into our collective psyches as someone who deserves our respect. You know what I mean? And it just feels like it doesn't feel like a thing that you do when you're an Azzurri player. You know what I mean? Like when you're a not when you're a, when you're a top player in a top league for a top country. You know, it feels like he could probably get into the get into our midfield now. Um, with La Nazionale, it doesn't feel like carrying a Pornhub bag is something that you do when you're a top player at a top league. That feels like a Serie B thing to do. So I'm so I happy. I, I'm so happy that like he he just feels like one of us. I don't know. He just feels he feels like he feels like just a regular guy who's who who's the dude spaccando tutto. He's a so, dude. So initially that was meant to be a stronzo for people that are hyping him up, saying that he's the next uh, that he's the next uh, Ilke Gundogan. But um, somehow I turned it into kind of like a hero spin. So, uh, big up to Matteo Pessina. Uh, okay, before we wrap, I think we, we want to start a new little segment here where we assign homework, where we assign homework. Nick, you pointed out a documentary that you wanted to uh, watch last week, and I said, hold off, let's bring it up on the pod. Okay, yeah, let's, I mean, we'll, 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 I'm down. We'll watch it this weekend. I think it's uh, Analka, uh, Nicholas Analka, what's it called? Un- Misunderstood, I Misunderstood. think. Misunderstood, that's it. So, so we're we- going to... We have a few we have a few works in the pipeline that we want to kind of review. We'll do it periodically, but if you're listening to this podcast till the end, it's because you fucking really enjoy us. Thank you. We love you. A little homework we're assigning to you. Okay. Listen to the documentary. Apparently, it's supposed to be really good. Uh, apparently, he's had a crazy life and a crazy upbringing. We're going to review it next week. We're going to talk about some key takeaways for a few minutes. There will be spoilers. So listen to the pod. Uh, listen to uh, listen to the. Uh, listen watch the documentary listen to the documentary before you listen to the pod next week and uh yeah enjoy so again on netflix it's nicola anelka misunderstood we'll be watching it this week uh okay nick uh misery loves company buddy this was good this was nice uh it was a tough week for both of us so 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 thanks for uh thanks for uh thanks for sharing the pod with me this week my guy onwards and upwards we are in our fourth year of doing this shit man Almost a full World Cup cycle, and we have never covered a major tournament. It's insane. It's now you're gonna make enough. me. Cr- now you're gonna make me cry before bed. Uh, well, you really want to cry? I had to. I had to ask for my Euro tickets to be refunded because we're not optimistic that we're gonna be able to actually go. So we we decided to scrap the whole plan, uh, the lady and I. So uh, that, whole, that that whole yeah, but that whole pipe dream of, of covering the tournament is dead. I guess we'll have to we'll have to set up a little a little viewing party or something in Montreal here with uh, the Italian community. Anyway, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this 115th episode. You can get at us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast. We are at Cultural Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. We are also on Facebook. It is the Cultural Podcast. Check us out. I think we'll have to get on Clubhouse, man. I got on the Clubhouse this week. There's a, it's a, it's really interesting. I, I think that that'll be a story for another day. I got a couple of really funny experiences that I want to share with you guys about Clubhouse, but I'm I'm still figuring it out. A weekend uh, next week, we'll uh, maybe we'll have a little bit more to report. I'll, I'll kind of bookmark that, and we'll we'll come back to that. But yeah, till then, get at us on all platforms at Caltro Podcast. And thank you for tuning in, listeners, to this 150th episode. Gentiletti, thanks, buddy. Ciao. Ciao.
like this pretty thing. Nice to meet you, mucho gusto. Sweeter than a chulo. She call me Papi Chulo. Yeah, I'm single, baby girl, but how about you though? Tryna make you my number one. Tryna make you my numero uno. I'm in love with her brain Man, she's stuck on my mind She only speaks when she has an epiphany Kinda girl you wanna fuck all the time Ride me like I'm genuine I suck on her nipple, she's sucking on mine She told me hit it from behind I stroke it, I pull out, I come on her spine uh, I think that I found me a keeper Four or five on my masita Let's do it like Mickey and Mallory Get you some ice to go with your tequila I just bought a Rolex, broke it in half Cause this one's a creeper We're sipping liquor by the liter Pussy so good it put me in a sleeper when I look left in the morning, there's a bitch who's trying to stay Who are you? Did we smash on that man? I don't recognize her face Who are you? I don't need your talking, no, your weed, you're trying to blaze no. Me and Skep linked up and now we're tossing in the rain